Um, yeah, so like, he, uh, like my dad mentioned, um, for the first time ever, I am uh, in my own place. Uh, that's not a dorm room or anything like that. So uh, just got moved in there. Uh, just found out, you know, it's, it's getting through those things that you re- didn't realize you needed uh, until, you, until you need them, like a, a can opener or a, a pan lids or anything like that, or learning how to cook. That's been a, that's been a journey within itself. So um, it's, been, it's been really cool to be down there. Um, really missed just even it's only been a couple weeks, but I've really missed being here. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, here in general, but I'll be towards the end. Um, since my dad took so much time with uh, his story, which was a great story, but uh, I, better, I better get going on mine. So um, today we're going to be talking about moving forward, uh, taking the next steps. I made it incredibly vague because I want it to be a little bit vague um, to start with. And so what I want to do is I'm going prov- to provide maybe like, I don't know, like five five different scenarios, and you can pick which one uh, you would probably resonate with most, which one you think that, like, oh, like I can, I can uh, think about this, like, happening in my life, right? So the first thing would be either building or fixing a car, right? So think about building or fixing a car, uh, either practicing in sports, right? So going through uh, practice during sports, uh, gathering materials together for, I, I combine these together, either quilting, uh, so if Mary Boyer is watching, um, or... Uh, baking or cooking something. And then finally, uh, going to college, being in college, um, that kind of area. So kind of think about one that like, like okay, like this kind of works for me. I remember like either doing this or I do this a lot, right? Now, let's go through those. So if you're building a car, right, one of the things, or fixing a car, one of the things you need to do is you need to get the materials together, right? You have to gather all the materials, uh, you know, make sure that you have the right tools to use. Like, so, you know, if you're getting off your, like, your oil filter, those kind of things, right? Maybe you're switching out the air filter. Like, what kind of tools do you need for this stuff, right? So you get all those together. You gather them up, right? If you're practicing in sports, you're going through drills, right? You're working on ball handling or you're working on route running or you're working on all these different parts of the sport, uh, you know, and you're preparing for, preparing, preparing for this game, Right? If you're gathering materials together, right, maybe you need to grab your, you know, whatever kind of thread you're using or whatever kind of uh, different material that you're using to make a quilt or the different ingredients for cooking or baking. Um, And if you're going to college, right, you're in college, you are getting these classes, right, you're gaining knowledge and gaining experience uh, to move out into the real world and get a job and stuff. So... Um, obviously, some of these apply to me, right? And that's what I like. I like speaking about things that apply to me. I think that, that works, right? Um, something that happened last week, right? I listened to the message last week and uh, heard Andy talking about uh, his transformed, his transformed message and how um, we are transformed in Christ, right? We are transformed in Christ uh, when we, we become a new creation um, in him when we give our life to him, right? So we have all of these things that kind of that kind of happen, and all of these things, whatever activity, whatever thing I just mentioned, whatever scenario we're in, right? All of those things need to happen, right? You need to go to, you know, if you're wanting to go to college, you need to complete your classes and get through that all the way so you can get the job. You need to get all the tools together. You need to uh, get all the ingredients together. But eventually, right? Eventually, you get to that point where you just need to do it. Right, you you have the game, right? You have this game that you have to do, or you have, um, you finally need to actually bake the item, 
or you graduate college and you get out and you're like, oh wow, I need to actually go get a job and figure out a way to support myself. Oh no, I never thought that, obviously. Uh, all of these things need to happen, right? Eventually you're gonna have to move forward and complete the task and do what those materials, practices, and exercises, and parts uh, were meant to accomplish, right? Eventually, you need to move forward with your life, right? You've been transformed in Christ, right? We talked about that last week. You've been transformed in Christ. Now you need to move forward and do what God has called for you to do in his path for your life. However, here's the thing. Moving forward, um, once again, not speaking from experience at all, uh, moving forward can be incredibly nerve-wracking and challenging. Uh, and so this, is, this message is kind of a few things that I found that we kind of need when we're moving forward in life. Some things to keep in our mind, some things to uh, really focus on as we try and, take, as we try and follow uh, God's path for our life. Right? So jumping into the first point pretty much right away. Uh, the first point is when you're on this path, right, when you're wanting to move forward on God's path for your life, you need to have faithfulness, right? You need to move forward in faithfulness in God, right? You need to put your faith in God and trust his path for your life, right? Because it's really hard to put your faith in something that you don't trust, right? It's hard for me to put my faith in a bank if they spend money weirdly, right? Or if, they, if they're really risky, right? It's hard for me to trust that bank to take care of my money uh, if, they, if they don't take care of the money well, right? Uh, and you can apply any number of scenarios to that, right? It's hard to trust someone to, it's hard, it's hard to trust someone with your secrets and your, your hardships in your life if you know that they just like turn around and just babble to everyone about it, right? That's tough, that's, it's a tough thing, right? So we need to, trust God, to have faith in him so that we can move forward uh, on God's path. And so there were some verses, there were a lot of verses that came to mind, right? And um, we know the Bible is, like, is all truth, right? And so um, something that I really want to do is kind of take some of these verses. Um, there's a lot of them, right? I'm not, I don't even think they're going to be listed on the screen because I'm kind of rapid-firing them, right? And these verses can help us build up our faithfulness, build up our trust in God to where we can, you know, put our faith in him, right? And so there's like three mini points within these, in these, uh, these little verses, right? And the first one is that God never changes, right? Hebrews 13.8 says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? He's not going to change. He's not going to go through life. He's not going to have this path for you and then be like, mm, actually, you know, let's U-turn this a little bit. All right, now let's go this way. Or, oh, rerouting, rerouting. Okay, now we go this way, right? Like, that's, that's not how God works, right? He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Psalms 102.27 says, but you are the same and your years have no end. Obviously, talking to God, Right? He's there forever, right? He's never going to change, right? There's no end, right? There's no, there's no way that he is going to perish, and then we don't have anyone to trust with our lives, right? He's there forever, right? So this first point, God never changes, right? Secondly, right, why can we, why can we put our faith and trust in God? Because God will never leave you, all right? And Isaiah 54.10, it says, For the mountains may depart, and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed. Right? This is, like, this is saying, 
like mountains, right? Like I've, I've flown over the Rocky Mountains a couple times in my life. Um, and, you know, I've, I've uh, flown over the Appalachians once. And, you know, we have a few hill, hills here. I think of one, one hill specifically. There's one out in, at uh, Gary and Mary Boyer's place uh, that we go out there sometimes. And there's this really nice hill there, right? And it's saying if that's wiped out, right? Like that's gone. It's just flat, right? And the mountains, right, the Rocky Mountains, right, are just wiped out. All of that could happen. But God's, God will still protect you. God will still love you. God still has this plan for you, right, no matter what. All right, Deuteronomy 31.8, we'll revisit this one later, says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, right? This is, this is from the Bible. This is, like, this is truth, solid truth. Like, God's not going to leave you, right? You put your trust in him, you put your faith in him, and he will be there for you, right? You commit to his plan, and he will stay with you forever, right? And then the third thing is that, yes, he may stay with you forever, but I don't know, what, like, what if he has something bad for you, right? Like, what, maybe, maybe there's something bad, right? The third point is that God works for your good. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, he has made everything beautiful in his time. So even though we don't see it, right, in God's time, he has made everything beautiful, everything good for us, right? Romans 8.28 says, for we, for we know that those who love God, all things work together for good and for those who are called according to his purpose, right? It may not, this is, I know there's, sometimes there's been this saying that goes around where it's like, you know, uh, this was God's plan, right? Like, God had this happen, right? Like, something bad happens, like, okay, like, but this is like, this is God's plan, right? And I, I don't necessarily like the way that's phrased because I don't, God is, God is everything good, right? He is not going to pushed you into sin, right? He's not going to do any of anything bad, right? However, like my dad said earlier, we are in a sinful world. We're in a human world, and things happen, whether it's our sin, right? That happens, or maybe it's someone else's sin that affects us, right? There are bad things that happen in life, right? And it's not saying that God causes those bad things to happen, right? What it says is that God will take all of these things that happen, good or bad, and use them for your good, right? Use them for your, uh, for your health as you move forward on his path, right? So God never changes. God will never leave you, and God will always work for your good. That is why we can put our faith in him. That's why we can trust him on this path that he'll put us on, right? However... Just having faith, right? Faith is good, right? Faith is incredibly important. However, we need something else when we're moving forward on this, on this path God has made for us as well, right? The second thing that we need is we need courage, right? Moving forward on God's path takes courage. And having faith in itself is an act of courage, I would say. But we also need courage, right? So something we really like to do in church is we love to use symbols and metaphors in the church. I mean, we, we love it, right? It's like it's our number one thing that we use to connect with people, right? And so there's this one we support. Uh, I think we still support them, the, the Kurtz. Uh, Stephen and Bailey Kurt, they're, they're missionaries um, to various places in uh, Africa over the years. And um, so Bailey, Kurt, and I, right, 
Stephen Kurt went to uh, went to he got his ma master's degree with my with my dad. Um, they were friends there, and so um, we've known them over the years. And one of the things that uh, we had this joke, right? And one of the jokes is our use of mountains uh, in different kinds of worship songs or just things in general, right? If you think you can think of a lot of different worship songs, maybe listen to it next. Maybe like listen for it next time you listen to the radio. Um, we love to use the mountain symbol, right? We love to say, you know, there's this mountain in our way, right? And God, you are gonna, you're gonna get us over that mountain, right? You know, uh, Reckless Love says, you know, there's no mountain you won't climb up, right? Like this mountain is this huge burden and, you know, God will reach you in that burden. There are so many different ways that we use mountains uh, in, our, in our church, right? Like we always use this, this term, like are the mountain in our way, right? And as we've seen, I know I've experienced this in my life fairly recently, is that Eventually, you know, God, God will get us up that mountain, right? You know, we have that, we have whatever obstacle is in our way, and God delivers, right? He delivers us, he gets us on top of that mountain, he helps us conquer uh, this thing that was in our way, right? And we put our faith in him, and it happens, right? So, once you get over that mountain, right, and you see the rest of your life in front of you, right, I think of going over, uh, I never actually did this myself, but I've seen pictures of it, where you, you climb the mountain of the Rockies, and then you look out across, like, Nevada or something like that, right? And it's just flat, right? It's just like a desert, right? There's just this openness there. There's just everything and nothing just ahead of you, right? And for me, that was college, right? I finally got over this mountain, right? I finally completed all these classes, did this in teaching, right? All these, like, you know, these mini battles that I had to, to face, like, you know, like, mental battles. I finally got over it, right? And I, then I look out, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, what next, <laughs> you know? And it really takes forward, it really takes courage to move forward into the unknown, right? We don't know what's going to happen, right? We're humans. The only thing we can see is what's directly in front of us. I can't even see what's behind me, right? We, we can only see so much of a limited view, right? It takes so much courage to move into the unknown. And some of the youth, uh, I know some of them said they are going to be watching today. Uh, they're on vacation right now. And uh, some of them know uh, we were driving up to camp, and I absolutely love the song Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Uh, what a song. Great song, right? And... Um, that's, it is, it's exactly, it takes so much courage to move into this unknown that we have in our life, right? Acts 1-7 says, it is not for you to know the times and seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, right? Like, it's, it's not for us to know. And, and that kind of stinks because it's pretty hard to do something and move forward in something when you don't know what you're getting yourself into, right? It takes so much courage to move forward into the unknown, that at times we kind of wish that we could go back to the last mountain and be like, hey, you know, God, you helped me overcome that one. How about we, how about we just, you know, run it back? Let's do it again, right? This time I know how to handle it, right? This time I know what steps I need to take to get over this mountain. Let's do that instead of trying to figure out this next stuff, right? But, and it's tough, right? Moving forward into the unknown of what life has for us, right? Moving forward into God's path that we don't know, uh, that takes a lot of courage, right? But when we move forward and follow the path that God has crafted for us, uh, we live in the promises that he has given us, right? Like, he, like we went over before, like he has promised that he will 
work for our good. He has promised that he won't leave you. He's promised that he will be there forever, right? And it takes courage to remember, you know, we have to remember those things, but when we can remember those things, those can help bolster our courage to help move forward on this path for our life, right? It also takes courage to give someone else control of your life, right? John 3.30, right? That whole chapter 3 in John is wonderful, but John 3.30 specifically says, he must increase and I must decrease, right? Talking about how we, when we can give more control of our path of our life over to God, right? And I take my sinful desires, right, out, and I, I take those out of the picture, and I say, here, God, take more, right? As we, as we go through that process, right, we see our, our lives reflect that, right? And God's plan is then fulfilled through us, right? So, um, I wanted to make sure I didn't go too long, and maybe I went too short, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> um, you know, the first, th- first time I went through this, uh, it was 45 minutes long. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 we can't, we can't have people staying here this long, especially with what he did, you know? Um, so, so, I'm going to, I have this bonus point, right? Because what we need to move forward, right, if we, if we want to move forward on our path, that, that God has for us, right? We need to have faith in him, and we need to have courage, right? We need to, we need to be courageous in stepping out and understanding, hey, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this plan is going to, like what's, what my life is going to look like in 10 years. I don't know what my life is going to look like next year, right? But God, I trust you, and I'm, and I'm going to be courageous and say, hey, you take this, Right? Take this path for my life, make it yours, and take me where you want to, right? That's really tough, right? And I have this bonus point that I tagged here on the end. And uh, sometimes there's this misconception that uh, once I give my life to Christ and once I am transformed by him and once I accept, yes, I'm going to take your path for my life, that that just kind of takes grief and pain anything bad out of the picture, right? It's, it's gone. Like, like, oh, like, you know, God's got me. God doesn't let anything bad happen. Boom. You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to be great, right? God's going to give me money. I'm never going to have financial troubles. Uh, you know, God's going to give me a great wife, like all of this stuff, right? Like God, like God's going to take care of it now. I'm good. And sorry to say, but you know, the Bible never promises you happiness, Right? It never, never promises that you're going to be happy. never promises that um, you're going to live the perfect life. Right? We see the opposite in a lot of ways, actually. Right? We see Job. Right? Job was um, a wonderful servant of God. And he, he was given a lot. He was given everything that he could desire. Right? He had an amazing family right, that he loved a lot. He had, I think, I don't know, I think he, I mean, back then pretty much everyone farmed and were ranchers, essentially. So he had that. Right? And then, you know, God took it all away. Right? All of it was taken away. Right? You see that uh, with a lot of the disciples. Right? A lot of the disciples, you know, they preached God and they were doing great things. And almost all of them came to very brutal ends. Right? They got beheaded. They got, I mean, there was all of these different things where, you know, the disciples, like, they were killed for what they were doing. Right? And, you know, God doesn't, God doesn't promise us 
that we're not going to experience grief and pain when we follow his path for our life, right? And um, there's this story. Um, there was one point, it was during my junior year of, of college, um, and this was when I just started my time as student body president at Evangel. Um, you know, I, one of the perks, I, I call it a perk because it was wonderful for me, um, one of the perks of being student body president is that you got to, once a month, meet with the president of the university, right? So high head president of the university, I got to meet with her uh, once, once a month, right? And so at, at this point, right, so uh, Evangel actually just got a new, uh, new president, but back then it was uh, a woman named Dr. Carol Taylor, right? And she was a wonderful woman. She is one of my, uh, one of the people that I will continue to inspire to be. Like that is that her, the way that she puts her faith in God, um, the way that she trusted God with her life, and uh, you, you, her life is just a perfect example of when you can put your faith in God and follow His path for your life. Like just like how great it can be and how amazing it can be. And so, um, so. We, had, we would have monthly meetings, and we would always start off the meeting by, you know, just catching up, right? Uh, just, you know, how are you? You know, obviously, like, she's always busy because she's the president. And uh, just kind of talked to her, like, hey, like, how you doing, right? And she was very perceptive, right? She is incredibly, she just really could see if someone's, like, emotions were off a little bit. And at the time, I was going through... Um, some difficulty just with school, with, the, with you know, being in uh, my spot in the presidency and, you know, those kind of things. And um, it was a really, really tough time. And um, she noticed it pretty much right away. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm talking about, oh, yeah, like, this is going great. Uh, you know, we got, like, some students are saying, you know, they really would like this improved and that kind of stuff. And she kind of goes, Daniel, like, like, what's up? Like, you don't, you don't see yourself today. And so um, I kind of explained some of the things that were happening to her. And before this conversation, I kind of thought of life as a pattern, right? You go through joy, right? There's a season of joy, a season of happiness, right? And then there's a, there's a, a, a season of pain, right? A season of, of grief, of loss, right? And, and, then, and then more things go well, so then you have joy again, and then pain. And maybe they're longer, they're shorter, right? But essentially, life follows those patterns, right? And she started this, she kind of, and I didn't say this to her, but then she started talking about a different way that she, she has started to view life, right, that she had started to see it, and she ended up actually sharing this with the whole student body um, about a year later after COVID and everything like that, but if you could share the picture that I have up there um, that I think you guys have of the train tracks, right? Okay, so, uh, we got these train tracks, and what she started telling me is that life is, life is not this pattern of joy, grief, joy, pain, happiness, pain, right? Instead, life is more like a, like, a, like a train track, like a railroad. And on one side, you have pain, grief, sorrow, uh, anxiety, you know, depression, stress, right? And on the other side, you have joy, happiness, peace, right? And how when we go through life, right, it's not just going to be one or the other. Oftentimes, these points in our life, they're often intermixed, right? Sometimes, you know, like I think of even just graduating college, right? That was one of the best joys I've felt in my life, right? Which, granted, I'm only 22, so I still have more to experience. But, right, at that point in my life was one of the 
most joyful times of my life. At the same time, right, for the la- I'm leaving what I've known, like all I've known for the last four years, right? All of it. Like, and that's, and that's, that's, a, that's a little bit of a bummer. Like you're lo- losing a lot of friends, right? You can stay in touch, but you're not around them all the time. Uh, you know, losing relationships with professors, right? Moving into a new time of life, lots of change, which then brings on lots of stress and anxiety, right? And so these, these two things were, you know, they're side by side the entire time. And that's, and that's something that as I've started to look at life a bit more, it's helped me kind of to understand uh, how God's path for my life may work. And I, I don't know what is going to happen, right? I do know that there is some sort of call of ministry. Thanks, Dad. Um, right? But I don't know what's, what's going to happen, right? And before I kind of thought of life as like, okay, like if I can follow the path of life, that'll help me f- feel more joy and less pain, right? Then, then that'll be a good life, right? That'll be, I'll probably be fulfilled more, um, and that'll be great. But that's, that's, not, that's not what this life is about, right? It's, it's not about feeling more joy and less pain, right? It's following God's call for your life. And looking at the train tracks, I've started to realize that, you know, there's going to be times where there is pain in my life. I have people that I care about, so when I lose them, that's going to hurt. I'm going to feel grief there, right? And that's okay. Like, that's, that's part of life, right? That's part of living in a world where, you know, people pass away and people, you know, move different places, right? But I can look at this path that I'm following God on, right, and say, hey, like, there's going to be both, right? And that's okay, right? I'll go through both, and no matter which one I'm going through, that God will be there through all of that, right? He'll be, he'll be, I like to think he'll be the tine, like the, the, the wood planks in the middle, you know? There's going to be grief and pain, but... God's, God's going to be there through all of it, and he's going to use that in Romans 8, 28. He's going to use that for our good, right? Um, God's path is not a utopia, uh, but in the end, it does lead us to a utopia, right? It's not, the, path, the path there is not going to be a utopia, but when we get to the end, right, we'll be in heaven, and that is a utopia that we can't really fathom or imagine, all right? So kind of concluding this all, right? Uh, Last week, um, I went to church in Springfield, and the pastor really liked this one saying. He said it like five or six times, right? By the sixth time, I was like, okay, you've got your point across, right? But he he said it a lot, and he said, God created you on purpose. It's these same movements, too. On purpose, with purpose, and for purpose, right? And he he kept saying it over and over again, right? And by the sixth time, I was like, goodness gracious, man. Like, come on. Like, we, we get it, right? And then I started thinking about it more as I went home. So I guess it worked if he repeated it that much, right? And, you know, God, and sometimes we forget that, right? God created you on purpose, right? You weren't something where, like, he's mixing some chemicals together. and like, oh, that's what happened? Oop, okay, cool, right? Like, that's not, that's not how it worked. It was he, he intentionally crafted you and intentionally made you to be who you are, Right? And that was on purpose, right? It wasn't an accident. It was on purpose, right? He created you with purpose. He created you, you know, knitted to you together in your mom's, in your mother's womb, right? He did that, right? And he created you for purpose, right? So it's not just like the path that he puts you on is anyone's path, 
right? It, it's not like one size fits all, God's path, right? It's, it, that's not, it's not like that. It's God has a path for you. God has a specific path for you, right? For your family, for, um, you know, for your life. And uh, that was something that I, you know, as I started thinking about what I was going to speak on and, you know, what he was saying, that, like, that's really important to keep in mind is that, like, following this path is going to be tough, but God crafted that for you to further his kingdom uh, and to, you know, feel his presence in your life. Uh, God also created us with free will. And this is a, an, a very tricky subject, but, you know, he, create, he gave us the choice to choose, right? That's kind of our whole battle, is that we can choose sin or we can choose righteousness. And we're humans, so we are not undefeated in that area. Oftentimes, we're <laughs> the opposite, right? Sometimes we have a losing record, right? But we have, we have free will, and we can choose not to follow his path, right? We can. Is it going to work out for us? Probably not right? But we can choose not to follow God's path for us. However, when we do that, we are willingly choosing ourselves. We're choosing humans. We are choosing our own plans that are limited and have uh, limited vision, right? We are choosing all of that over God, over God, a God who, like, uniquely crafted you and your path, who created literally everything in the world, everything, right? And, like, he created giraffes. We went to the zoo yesterday. He created, like, giraffes and elephants, right? I was, it was just, it was one of those things where, like, you walked through, and they had the gorilla exhibit closed, which was a bit of a bummer, right? But, like, we're walking through this, and I'm like, what was God thinking? <laughs> like, like, there was one, there was one, and it actually went with uh, uh, Ella, Tressa, and Adam. They're, o- they're over here. Um, and I actually went with them uh, to it, and there was one of them, like, we went and saw the zebras, right? And the zebras were great. Like, it's cool how they have, like, those, like, symmetrical stripes, right? And then we see this other animal. I don't even remember what it was called. Um, and it was, like, Adam described it as, like, a, a children's drawing of a zebra, right? And it's, like, it's, like, all, like, black on the top, and then, like, at the legs, then there's some stripes, right? Like, who, like, how did God, how did God think of this, right? But God created all of this, right? He created all, oops, sorry, all of those things, right? And we can choose not to follow his plan, but when you really start to look at it, like, it's a lot safer. I trust God a lot more than I trust me, right? And I would much rather have God's path for my life, who created the universe, knows everything that's in it, uh, and I know has a plan for my, you know, for my good. Maybe not from, to avoid grief, right? Grief doesn't always mean not good, Right? It's for our eternal good. Um, worship team, you can go ahead and come up. So at the beginning of, uh, of service, Victor read Hebrews 11, uh, chap- uh, verses 1 through 6. And I'm going to kind of go, I'm going to read through a little bit more of it. But I'm actually, we're actually going to look at the whole entirety of Hebrews 11. Because there's a big, there's a nice, there's, this is a good chapter, right? And it starts with, now faith being sure, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commanded, or com- yeah, commanded to, uh, for. By faith, we understand the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. All right. 
Now, these next few verses, right, they all talk about by faith, this person, right? So it says, you know, by faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did, right? And move forward. Then by faith, Enoch was taken from his life so that he didn't have to experience death, right? We have by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, right? It's, it talked about how, like, it was going to be, like, like, 50 or 60 years when God, Noah was first given the, the command by God, like, hey, build this ark. Like, that's 60 years. I'm one-third of that, right? I'm 22, right? 60 years, he starts building this boat, and then the flood happens, right? By faith, Noah did that. By faith, Abraham, when called to a place that he had yet to receive, um, and, and as his inheritance, went and obeyed, even though, like, it wasn't God didn't say, this is yours, right? God said, like, this is yours, but in real life, that not, no one had made any plans about that yet, right? By faith, Abraham, even though he was really, really old, right, and his wife was also really, really old, they had faith that they would have a child, right? And they did have a child. And then, by faith, Abraham gave that son to God as a sacrifice, right? not knowing what God would do with that, his, like, treasured son, not knowing what God would do, and God provided, right? By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob, right? Oh, goodness, excuse me. Uh, he blessed him when he was dying, right? By faith, Joseph, when he was at the end, when he was near, he spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and, like, moving away from that. By faith, Moses' parents hid him in a basket, right? Taking your, your newborn baby and putting him in a basket and sending him down the river, right? That takes a lot of faith, right? And then by faith, Moses went in and helped the Israelites escape captivity from the Egyptians, uh, escape slavery, and move forward into a very unknown future, right? By By faith, people passed through the Red Sea, right? By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. By faith, the prostitute Rahab uh, because she welcomed spies, was not killed uh, with those who were disobedient in that story, right? And what? And then and starting in verse 32, then we have this, right? It says, And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you, I literally do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, David, Samuel, and the prophets who by faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the lions, the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign er- enemies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, they were sawed into, they were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, right? Des- right, they were poor, right? persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them, and they wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground, right? They went through a lot of stuff, right? I've yet to go through being sawed in half, right? Like, so, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of tough things that they went through. There's a lot of, we see a lot of stuff in the Bible that people had to go through, right? But here's the last, here's the last couple of verses. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what they had been promised on earth. 
God had planned something better for us so that only together with us they would be made perfect, right? So many of them were promised joy, right? So many of them were promised these things, but those didn't come in this life. And maybe you'll, I mean, I've experienced so much joy at 22, and there are those of you who are just a little bit older than me, right, who have experienced so much more joy, right? And you'll experience joy in this life, but the true joy, right, that we'll find at the end of our journey, right, that's where, that's where this path leads. That's where, that's where our path with God leads. Um, And so, you know, we need courage for that. We need faith for that. But, you know, this life will have challenges and hardships, but this life is not all we have. Uh, it's a small piece of what we've been given through our journey with Jesus Christ. And God's path does not guarantee happiness or ease in this life, but it does promise us eternity with Jesus in heaven. All right. We're going to go through uh, the song 10,000 Reasons. Um, the worship team will lead us in that, and then uh, we'll come back. All right, so um, one thing we want to do uh, to close off the service is, you know, maybe some of you guys, like you guys have, you've been transformed by Jesus, right? And you're, you know, your next step is following that path, right? Others, maybe your next step is is praying that, you know, that first prayer to, to God. And so what we're going to do is as a congregation, if we could all um, say this out together, please uh, bow your heads and close your eyes. Um, and then just say this with me. Uh, yeah. Uh, dear God, thank you for the blessings you have given me. Thank you for the blessings. God, I pray that you, that you forgive me of my sins. And that you guide my life in your steps. Pray that you heal me. Pray that you heal me. And that you walk with me for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you guys prayed that for the first time, if there's anyone who prayed that for the first time, please uh, find myself or my dad uh, after the service. Uh, We'd love to talk with you more about that. Uh, But to finish off the service, uh, there's two things I want to do. The first thing uh, I want to, uh, I want to display a verse on the screen. Um, It's Deuteronomy 31.8. We talked about this before. Um, But keep this, keep this in your heart this week and as you go forward. Um, and it's, you know, the Lord, oh, maybe I have, oh, sorry, oh, no, I gave you the wrong one, I'm sorry, I'm at 31.8, that's on me, don't worry about it, I'll read it off, and we'll be good, all right, so, Deuteronomy 31.8, right, and it's, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you, he will never leave you nor forsake you, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, all right. And the last thing I have to say is this is kind of like my last Sunday here, um, which is weird because it's like it's been like 16 years. I think I think we're going on 17. Um, you know, this has been a. I mean, I literally grew up in this church. Um, I've been here since I was in first grade, and so uh, this is really weird for me. Um, but I want to thank you guys for pouring into my life especially people back here too. Um, 
I know I move forward forward as um, as so much of a better person than I was um, because of this church. And so I just wanted to thank you guys uh, for everything that you guys have provided me with um, these past 16 years. And I'll be back, obviously, every once in a while, but um, you guys have been such a great church home. I'm very thankful for that. have Daniel come back and Ella if you join us as well so uh, Daniel's fiance Ella Little is here as well and uh, some of you have had a chance to meet her and Gary if you could join me and Matthew if, if you could as well and uh, just offer up a prayer of blessing for them and uh, they got their wedding coming up December 18th and uh, so um I'm going to put you guys on the spot, but Gary and Matthew, maybe if you both would just offer up a prayer for them, just a direction and blessing for them. Father, we thank you so much for the time that you have given um, this church and this congregation, um, a blessing of having Daniel here, helping on the worship team and with the youth and on Sundays. Father, he's poured a lot of his life into this church, and Lord, we ask that you would just bless him for that. Father, we pray that going forward, your hand would be upon his life, his, your hand would be upon Ella's life. Lord, and as they get closer to their day where they're joined together, Father, Lord, I ask that you would continue to prepare them um, and just draw them closer to you, because the closer they get to you, Father, um, the easier it's going to be in their lives and the closer that they're going to be as a couple. So, Father, we just ask that your blessing would go with them and before them, that it would prepare the way, that it would also follow behind, Lord, and that as they interact with those around them, Lord, um, the people around them would know that they've just spoken to a child um, of God, your child. Father God, we just thank you for the time that we've been able to share with Daniel and Ella, Lord. We thank you for the upbringing from your mom and dad, Lord, and the closeness that they have through our Lord Jesus. Father, we just ask that you give them great discernment in their lives, Lord, in their generation, that they step forward and they be a shining light in everything they do. We ask for the, your total blessing over them in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Um, Matthew and Gary, I'm just, if we had an offering bag handy. Um, Daniel, we kind of did it as an internship this summer, but it, um, um, he didn't get any. Any compensation or anything, but... Um, but if you want to be a blessing to him and maybe he's poured into your life or anything like that, if he would maybe just drop it off and we'll just give him a check. There's no pressure there, but if, if God is speaking to you and you just want to bless him as he goes on his way and invest in the ministry he's done, not only this summer, but over the years. So, amen. 
Amen. Father, we just thank you for this day, dear God. And I pray that you'd go with us as we go this week. Um, help us in just those next steps. It may look different for each one of us, Lord God. But uh, as Daniel mentioned, it takes faith and it takes courage, Lord. And um, sometimes those next steps are harder than other days. And uh, Lord God, you're constantly stretching us. You're deepening our faith, Lord, and, and testing it, Lord God. And, and so, Lord God... Um, Whatever it may be for us, Lord God, give us the courage and the faith that we need as we put our faith and trust in you. Draw us closer to you. Help us to see the mighty working God that is greater than anything that, um, uh, anything that surrounds us, Lord God. We give you the thanks. We give you the praise. Your name we ask. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yes, so if you wanted to do something, you can also give online too, but it, maybe let me know if you did that so we can take that into account. But if... Uh, if you want to drop something in there, that's awesome. No pressure, though. God bless you this morning. Greet each other as you leave.